Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. All right, this cannot, uh, this cannot stand, if true. Uh, I believe now that we are seeing, uh, we know about shrinkflation and we know that uh, packages are smaller than what they used to be. We know that uh, particular products are smaller than what they used to be. But now there's a controversy that Oreo is putting less cream to cookie ratio in their cookies. This cannot be. I, I will not stand for that. We will <laughs> we will pick it outside the Oreo plants around America if this is true. They also uh, say now that the double stuff Oreos are not actually double stuff. They're less than double stuff. I mean, okay, that I, that I believe to be probably true. Uh, because they're, they'll just say, well, we call it double stuff. That doesn't mean it's actually double stuff. Okay. Uh, it's your fault that you think it would actually be double stuff. But if we're putting less cream in just the regular Oreo, that will not stand. Now they have answered the company and they have said, uh, well, look, uh, we have tried a number of strategies to recently offset the rising costs of cocoa and sugar, such as offering fewer discounts and shrinking packages sizes. Right. We know that. It's called shrinkflation. But the company denied skimping on the cream filling. He said uh, this was uh, the CEO, Dirk Vandeput. He said that we would be shooting ourselves in the foot. And I'm assuming that Dirk Vanderput is a he. We would be shooting ourselves in the foot if we would start to play around with the quality. Uh, okay. They also blame the possible irregularities on manufacturing at individual cooking plants. So, yeah, it might be happening, but it's not from the top level. We're saying, no, don't do that. <laughs> This is absolutely happening and it pisses me off. We can't, we cannot stand for that. This is a good way for companies to make money. And even if they do it, say every other order, right? That's a lot of, that's a lot of stuffing. That's a lot of money back to the company. And now, now they, I mean, we look at the smaller sizes for sure. I mean, the larger box used to be a net weight of 566 grams and now it's only 530 grams. It's just incredible. And we get that with products, you know, all over now on every shelf in America, but we still expect the same amount of goodies inside the particular product. And if that is actually getting shorted, that means they're lying to us and that will not stand. So yeah. Yeah. Oreo. I used to work for you. I'm a former employee. We can't have that. We just cannot have that. Welcome. Welcome to chewing the fat. Things that make you go, huh. So Stellantis just, you know, renegotiated their deal with UAW along with Ford and General Motors. And they're paying their workers, you know, more money and everything is beautiful now, right? Right. Now we find out that Stellantis is saying, yeah, um, you know, the 12,700 non-union office staff we have, we're going to offer voluntary separation packages to more than half of you. We want more than half of you gone. <laughs> okay, I'm sure it has nothing to do with the new UAW deal or the more money that they're paying the UAW workers or the sales that are not happening for their new vehicles. I'm sure it has nothing to do with that. But it is interesting, 
isn't it? And it does make one go, hmm. Now, I did see where Honda raised its worker pay by 11% uh, after uh, Toyota granted similar wage increases. And that, you know, both happened after the UAW deal. But then I see where Fisker reports wider than expected losses, underwhelming deliveries for the third quarter. Huh. Electric vehicle startup Fisker on Monday reported a third quarter loss that was wider than Wall Street expected. Huh. So people aren't buying the electric vehicles, especially from Fisker, but all of the companies are really facing uh, wider than expected losses. <laughs> uh, incredible. But that's not going to stop Exxon, though, because now Exxon aims to be uh, the major lithium producer for EV batteries. Oh, that's nice. Exxon uh, revealed uh, that they plan to become the top lithium supplier by 2030. They're preparing to establish a production facility in Arkansas that uses a novel extraction method. This could signal a shift in the industry since most lithium, an important component in electric car batteries, currently comes from Australia and South America and gets processed in China. Exxon expects to start production by 2027 and to have enough to power 1 million EVs by the year of 20. 30. So if that gets us out of China, great. But I find that difficult to believe. But again, just things that make you go, huh. Long as we're on the uh, subject of, huh, I've had this in the fat pile for quite a while and I keep meaning to get to it. Eddie Bauer uh, has now changed its logo. Uh, and according to headlines, they changed their logo because Gen Z doesn't really read cursive. So it used to be written out, you know, E-D-D-I-E-B-A-U-E-R, Eddie Bauer. That was the signature of the uh, designer. Well, now it's just a, you know, straight blocky text and a goose. (laughs) I don't know why it has to have a goose, but I guess everyone has to have some kind of, uh, some kind of animal logo for themselves. So they, uh, it's not just a goose though. It's uh, the bird is accompanied by the simplified version of the brand name. Now written in all caps block lettering. So they got rid of the uh, cursive Eddie Bauer that they've had for 59 years. Hmm. Just something that makes you go, huh, huh. It probably has nothing to do with schools not teaching handwriting, cursive handwriting anymore. And, uh, you know, I don't know. What does that mean for note taking? Everybody types it out on their phone or their laptop signatures uh, you know are done by a computer i don't know there's going to be historical records and manuscripts who's going to read those you want to teach your kids something teach them how to read cursive writing but anyway it's just something that makes you go huh a couple more things that make you go huh i mean it's tough to find good work these days you can't find anybody to do anything last week we talked about the two old guys digging up a grave in missouri and they were charged because you can't uh, dig up a grave in missouri without some kind of paperwork from the king they said that they wanted to move their grandmother's body to someplace else and they hired someone uh to do it and then they got ripped off again they hired someone to do it and they got ripped off they couldn't get the job done well then we have the story of this son of a prominent former Hollywood exec, and he hired people to haul away bags of body parts that he said were rocks. And the people who were said they'd do it for money, 
<laughs> came back and said yeah no we're not doing that the bags weighed about 50 pounds each and he said we stopped to look inside the bags and found body parts i started seeing body parts a belly button i was astonished and i felt bad we had been tricked you had been tricked you were paid to move the bags you weren't paid to be looking inside to see what they were so they returned the bags to Haskell as well as the money. Haskell is the son of the former Hollywood exec Samuel Haskell, 35. Now he's since been arrested and uh, suspected of murder after surveillance footage showed him placing a large heavy garbage bag into the same dumpster where a torso was found. Wow. Now the torso is yet to be identified, but his wife uh, and her parents are all missing. <laughs> It's not funny. It makes you go, huh? And uh, they're all missing along with two vehicles. So we don't know. It could be gone. So uh, apparently a homeless person digging through the dumpster found the torso. And the you know, police showed up. And uh, then the home, which belongs to Haskell, was searched. Police found blood. They learned that Haskell lived at the home with his wife and in-laws and three children. The children have been located and are currently in the care of family members. Now the day laborers said they paid him five that he paid him five hundred bucks to take away three large trash bags from his home, claiming they were again full of rocks. And then they looked into the bag, and they brought it back, brought the bags back, and gave the money back, according to the day laborers. And so now they have the footage of him removing a large trash bag into a dumpster. And you cannot find good help today. You just can't find good help. And it's just something else that makes you go. Huh. All right, let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink desperately. <laughs> Scam alert. I saw this on uh, X. You can follow me on X at JeffyJFR. You can follow me on Facebook and Instagram, Jeff Fisher Radio. You can always email the show, chewingthefat at theblaze.com. You can follow me on my YouTube channel, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. And you can always order a Cameo from me at JeffyJFR on Cameo. Uh, that's not free, but you go to Cameo and you order the Cameo. You ask, uh, you know, you tell them what you, just give me the information. Whether you want me to be happy, glad, sad, mad, mean, whatever you need. And then I do it for you and uh, we all get what we want. You know, you get the video, uh, Cameo gets their cut, I get my cut. So it's just almost like a pimp and the person who works for the pimp and the person who is looking for the hooker. It's almost like that. <laughs> I can't stop promoting it like that because it's just funny to me. Anyway, scam alert that I, I read on X. I was posted by James Woods, the actor uh, at Real James Woods. And uh, he claimed on his post that this is a well-documented scam. Beware. And it sounds like a, a scam that's been happening for some time. So just know that it happens and remember when this happens in your life. When you answer your phone, okay? Um, I just got a call from a 304 area code thinking it was someone I know in West Virginia. I answered. It was a man claiming to be from customer service. They didn't say what company, only customer service. The first thing he asked was, can you hear me? I remembered something I saw on Facebook saying people are calling and asking if you can hear them, then using the recording of your yes reply as a way to sign up for all kinds of stuff. So I replied, I hear you, to which he again asked, so you can hear me? 
And I said, I hear you. The man on the other end said, I just need a yes or a no. Me, I hear you. Man on the other end hangs up. So just remember, when you get those calls like that from area codes, first of all, I would advise you that unless you know the number, don't pick it up. Just let it go to voicemail. I don't care, you know, if you, if everyone can have their phone number wherever they want these days. So you're getting scam calls from the area code of your phone, not necessarily the area that you live. And so I would just be, you know, when you get phone calls, a lot of times now my, when uh, calls come through, it'll say scam alert or it'll say verified or whatever. I don't care what it is. If, if you don't come up on my phone, I'm not answering it. Uh, just leave a message because you know, I'm not, I'm not doing it. I'm just not doing it. So I would advise that from me, you do what you want to do. But if you get a call like that and you pick it up, say you go, Oh, that's probably, that's probably Millie. And you pick it up and it's not Millie. And it's some person from customer service. Don't say, yes, I can hear you. Don't do it. Cause, uh, that seems like a scam that's uh, ripped a lot of people off. So be careful out there. Okay. And just to be clear, this is not a scam I would do. Okay. <laughs> a lot of scams. I, I, I feel good about it. I'm like, oh, that's a good, that's a good idea. Uh, somebody needs to do that. Not this though. Not this. You see where, I mean, I tell you, Italian prisons must be the place to be in prison. So an Italian man convicted of knifing his girlfriend to death. I mean, it was a horrible crime. He is now being released from prison because he's too fat. I know that's a good, that's a good thing, man. <laughs> Now, how did you get too fat in prison is my question. All right. So he was convicted in uh, 2019. All right. He was 260 pounds. He was sentenced to 30 years on the murder conviction. Because of delays caused by COVID, he did not begin serving his term until April of 2022. Over the past year, his weight has ballooned to more than 440 pounds. So now he's going to be released from prison on medical grounds. The court ruled that uh, the, the fat guy convict could no longer remain behind bars because he's incompatible with the prison regime due to his heft, which makes it difficult for him to get around without a wheelchair or crutches. He is also a chain smoker. So he gets to chain smoke and just eat all he wants in prison. That's a good, that's a good prison. I, I like that. How come we don't have him on some sort of regimented eating and drinking and smoking campaign? I don't know that. I don't have any idea why that happened. But now he's going to be on house arrest. I'm sure the family of the girl that he murdered is really, really happy about it. But uh, it's a good gig. His defense lawyer said he suffers from several medical conditions, including anxiety. Oh, I'm sorry. Anxiety, depressive bulimia syndrome, personality disorder, and sleep apnea. <laughs> Doctor Wade, doctors weighed in on the high risk of cardiovascular disease, and uh, he needs to follow a special diet that the prison in Turin cannot provide. And the court judges agreed. And they can, what he needs cannot be provided in prison. So if you get uh, stuck uh, having to go to prison in, uh, in Italy, make sure that you are suffering from anxiety, depressive bulimia syndrome, personality disorder, and sleep apnea, and then just stuff your face with food and chain smoke cigarettes, and you're out. You'll be on ho house arrest in no time. Oh, speaking of crime... 
Uh, remember the Rose Bowl theft uh, when Colorado was playing uh, UCLA and uh, the Colorado Buffaloes players discovered that their jewelry had been stolen from their visiting locker room and they didn't know who stole the jewelry and it was unknown until this weekend when Pasadena police confirmed the suspects tied to the theft were high school recruits on an official visit to UCLA. Wow. So UCLA had high school recruits, which all universities do. They bring in recruits to show them off, show off their, uh, their program and they take them out to dinner and they put their face up on the screen and they bring them in and say, Hey, become part of UCLA. Sometimes they might make an offer for a scholarship. Other times they may not. It just depends on if you feel like the right fit or are the right fit for that school. I'm guessing these players are not the right fit for any university at this time. The Pasadena police revealed the high schoolers took thousands of dollars of valuables from both the locker rooms. So Prime was right when he said he had heard that UCLA got robbed as well because they did. Uh, They took jewelry, headphones, cash, and (laughs) the names, of course, of the juveniles haven't been released. Yeah, we don't want to know them. UCLA knows who they are, but reports suggest that they attend Beaumont High School, Riverside County. Uh, so the stolen items, some of the stolen items have been recovered and returned. And now they're working to further investigate the robbery. So we know now what happened, uh, to the Colorado stuff and the UCLA stuff in the locker room during the game of uh, the Colorado Buffaloes and the UCLA Bruins, uh, at the Rose Bowl on October 28th, the high school recruits on a visit to UCLA, went into the locker rooms and stole all this stuff. Wow. Really, really, things that make you go, huh. And as long as we're talking about sports, I see where ESPN is going to launch the ESPN bet in 17 states today, hoping to, you know, I guess, break through the sports betting market. Its partner, Penn Entertainment, will pay ESPN two billion dollars in cash and stock over the next 10 years to slap espn branding on its online and brick and mortar operation previously known as barstool sportsbook penn ended a similar agreement with bar to bar to bar i can't even say their stupid name barstool sports to team up with espn and looks to be chasing its losses the company left its barstool partnership 923 million dollars in the role according to information filed with the SEC, the Securities and Exchange Commission, not the Southeastern Conference. So we'll see what happens. Uh, ESPN bet uh, in 17 states. Uh, I mean, they've got the market share. I mean, look, FanDuel has got a 36% uh, market share, DraftKings 33%, and then there's everyone else. So ESPN bet is acquiring Barstool's 3% share, thinking that it's going to be able to flourish. And uh, Fox Bet, the sports betting venture of another TV network and other sports books, closed up because they can't go up against FanDuel and DraftKings. So, and then I think there's what the MGM one. I see the MGM. Everyone wants a piece of the gambling money, but you gotta you gotta get it. So, is ESPN going to be able to pull that off? Probably. I mean, because they're going to be able to advertise and have their hosts take talk about it and uh, talk, make it a bigger deal and it will be ESPN bet all over that network so there you go if you want to lose your money gambling good luck
I just saw they just did a big story about how this guy had the big parlay down in Florida and won $5.5 million. I'm sure we'll see all kinds of stories like that from ESPN just uh, as a coincidence, just a total coincidence talking about how people are winning big money on uh, their parlays and uh, it just happens to be uh, for the NFL. And I'm sure you could probably do those parlays on ESPN bet. So apparently this guy in Florida won $5.5 million on a $500,000 four-leg NFL parlay with the newly reopened Hard Rock Sportsbook when Texans kicker... Yeah, okay, so his uh, his parlay was the Houston Texans to beat the Cincinnati Bengals, the Texan Bengals to go over 44.5 points, Texans running back Devin Singletary to score a touchdown, and Singletary to go over 51.5 rushing yards. And it all happened. So congratulations to him for winning five hundred or five point five million dollars on a five hundred thousand four leg NFL parlay. Uh, yeah, I mean I don't have the five hundred thousand to bet on that parlay. You probably there's probably people that bet on that parlay that made a lot less because they didn't have the five hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> but uh, good luck. Good luck to all of you that want to try to gamble and make big money because you can do it, right? Right. Who died today? Who died today? Kevin Turin. Kevin Turin, T-U-R-E-N, producer on Euphoria and The Idol, dies at 44. He also produced uh, Ty West's uh, critically acclaimed slasher films X and Pearl and Pieces of a Woman. He uh, produced, as I said, Euphoria and The Idol. Uh, Spokesman for Penske Media Group, the parent company of The Hollywood Reporter, uh, who is uh, reporting this story said, uh, confirmed the death and said that no other details were immediately available. So it's not that. Otherwise they would have said it, right? Stop looking at me like that. (laughs) It can't be that. Otherwise they would have said it. All they said was no other details were immediately available. (laughs) So Kevin Duren, uh, rest in peace, uh, dead at uh, 44. So Delta Airlines in the news. First, we have a, well, a former Delta pilot now. Uh, He has been indicted after threatening to shoot the captain of the plane that he was co-piloting. The pilot, Jonathan Dunn, was indicted uh, by a grand jury in Utah over allegedly threatening to shoot the captain if the plane was diverted after a passenger experienced a medical emergency. He didn't care. He wanted to get where we were supposed to get. We have a medical emergency. I don't care. Uh, Do not divert this plane. Now, he was authorized at the time to carry a firearm through TSA's Federal Flight Deck Officer Program. Uh, You know, that was introduced after 9-11 to protect the cockpit from potential hijackers. And so he was indicted after disrupting the crew of the commercial airline flight by using a dangerous weapon to assault and intimidate the captain. Okay. So his arraignment was reportedly delayed due to his employment with the U.S. military as an Air Force Reserve Lieutenant. All that's gone away now. Uh, they've been, he's removed from the TSA Flight Deck Officer Program. 
Uh, so, you know, it, 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 that's happening. But I will say, I and the Air Force said he's, uh, you know, been uh, barred from accessing sensitive information. Uh-huh. But uh, we'll see. We'll see if that's true or not. So he could face 20 years in prison. Wow. Uh, that's amazing. He's going to be arraigned in a couple of days in, uh, in the U.S. District Court in Salt Lake City. Yeah, you can't be doing that. Now, what if he said, hey, I got to get home. I know this guy. There was a medical emergency, but I had to get home. My wife was having a baby. Uh, my mom was dying. I didn't want to divert the plane. It was going to screw everything up. I don't know. I don't know why, what the excuse. It doesn't say why he didn't want to divert the plane. But he didn't want to divert the plane. And he was saying, uh, no, pilot, uh, do not turn this thing around. Don't make a left. Don't make a right. Continue to go where we're going. Otherwise, I'm going to shoot you. (laughs) Uh, It's not ending well for him. There's another Delta story that I'm torn on. Okay. So there's this lady on a plane. I I posted about this on uh, on my Twitter account, on my X account, at JeffyJFR yesterday under the heading Torn. Okay, so there's this lady who is a Grammy Award winning singer on a plane. And she has been walking down the aisles singing. I guess her song is charting and she's happy. And so she wants to sing. Okay, so if I'm on the plane, do I say anything? Does it matter? The the Delta flight attendant, uh, you know, the waiter, uh, he is not happy about it. And he wants her to zip it and not be singing. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> now she's and then he says it's up to him okay just zip it or not and if you're not if you if she's not going to stop singing then i i guess he's going to turn the plane around or duct tape her to a chair i don't know i don't know what happens if she continues to sing but the interaction was of course recorded because we live in 2023 and things don't happen anywhere without it being recorded so i'll play this for you it's pretty incredible Okay, so they're on the plane, and the the flight attendant is saying, hey, sit down. Hey, sit down. And she is backing up, and she says, I'll sit down, but, but okay, uh, the seatbelt signs are off. The seatbelt signs off. It's not a disturbance. It's not a disturbance. you know, I haven't done this in a while. I've gotten to the next status, so. Okay, 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 so now, she said, I haven't done this in a while. I've uh, got to the next time. She's happy that her song is trending. She's a Grammy Award winner. She's charting on the new song. And she just wants to perform for the plane, right? So, And the seatbelt sign is on. So she's just wandering the aisle singing. <laughs> so this other flight attendant shows up. And he's the boss man. He's got the three-piece suit on. He's the boss man. And uh, he's, he said he, she needs to be quiet. In fact, he asked her, are you able to be quiet? Okay, so they're enjoying it. So are they, though, see, I'm okay. I, I get it. I get it. She's just singing on the plane, and I'm flying, and do I, am I enjoying this lady walking up and down the aisle singing her song? I guess. She's not hurting anyone, but the flight attendant said, I'm not enjoying it. I'm not enjoying it, so I'm asking you, can you be quiet? Okay, well, that's I find yes, That's a yes or no uh, answer, please. Am I going to go to jail if I don't? That's a good question. Okay, so that's a decent question from her. Am I going to go to jail if I don't? All right, he doesn't answer it. He doesn't answer that question. So I, I don't know if she goes to jail or not. He goes on to say, Can you please answer my question? Are you willing and able to be quiet right now? I'm doing what the Lord is telling me to do. 
I'm asking you a question, yes or no. I'm your flight leader. I need you to follow my instruction. Okay. My instruction for you to answer my question. Are you able to be quiet? What right do you now? guys think? Okay. So now she, now she, yeah, yeah. Now she asks, turns to the, turns to the crowd. What do you guys think? It's not up to you guys. If I, if she turned to me on the plane, I would just put my hands up, like you know, whatever, uh, you know, I would, whatever. Just, I, I don't know that I would have said let her sing, but I would have said, uh, okay, whatever, uh, you know, whatever. But uh, now, because now she's turns to the crowd. Now this ticks off. This ticks off my man. Hey, you guys, what do you guys okay. think? Okay. If you're not able to, be, to follow my instruction, yeah. you will not be taking this flight. Uh, okay. Oh, okay. So that we will not be taking this flight. So uh, are they, is this, is this pre-flight? I don't know. I mean, I feel like this is just people. I mean, is she wandering the aisle without the seatbelts on and people are, people are loading? Are we just waiting on the tarmac? Are we still at the gate? I'm not quite sure that I understand what's happening. Cause he says, you, are you able to be quiet? I'll to be quiet. Yeah. Okay. So if that's the case, then, then fine. So I don't know if they were just on the tarmac or not. And I'm torn because, you know, yeah, you know, look, just sit down. Uh, nobody wants to hear your stupid song. I know that you're a Grammy award winner and you know, your, your song is charting and you're excited about it. And I appreciate it. Bless your heart. I appreciate it, but I'm on this flight and I just got to get to where we're going. So don't do anything that's going to slow it down. Okay. And if, and if you're singing this stupid song, this slowing me getting where I need to go, then zip it. And she asked a good question of the guy, which he should have answered, uh, you know, with this yes or no question. The question was, am I going to go to jail if I don't? Uh, his answer should have been, yes, are you able to be quiet or not? I mean, he didn't answer. He wanted an answer from her. So I guess in the end, I'm not really torn, am I? Just sit down. We know. I love your song. It's beautiful and all. But, poof. Just for now, for the, for the sake of the flight, zip it. I don't understand it, but here we go. McDonald's and Crocs have teamed up for a limited edition collection and it launches today. It marks the first ever shoe line for the fast food chain. And each little little cheeky styles inspired by some of the brand's most memorable mascots. Plus matching socks and Jibbins charms, of course. You've got the Grimace and uh, the Crocs Cozy Sandal. Oh, that's so cute. You've got the Hamburglar and the Crocs Classic Clog. <laughs> You've got Birdie and Crocs Classic Clog. You have the McDonald's X Crocs classic clog. And that just has the little, you know, hamburger, the double burger. I guess that'd be a Big Mac and uh, fries and the uh, golden arches. 85 bucks for those. Okay. How much are the, all right. Those are 90 bucks for the birdie. $90 for the hamburger. $85 for Grimace. Okay. Uh, the collab is uh, a little pricey. So get there now for a limited edition Crocs, your McDonald's uh, limited edition Crocs. Uh, I don't understand it. I don't. But hey, if you're a Crocs fan, okay, put them on and uh, wear them proudly because it's the first time ever that McDonald's has, you know, lined up with the, uh, with the shoe line. And of course, they line up with Crocs. 
So you see where Jeff Bezos is moving to Florida. He's going down south, uh, down to Miami-ish area. And uh, he's taking, he's moving up from Washington. So Washington's got to be pissed because that is a lot of money. That's a lot of tax money coming from Jeff Bezos and Amazon. (laughs) Uh, I mean, if he sells stocks, if he says, I need a billion dollars and he gets a billion dollars, that's, you know, $70 million for the state. According to this, when he sold over 8.8 billion worth of Amazon stock in 2021, uh, that gave Washington like $616 million in capital gains tax revenue. So they have got to be pissed. But he's going down to Miami. He wants to be with his family. And what's more, I saw uh, an interview with Lauren Sanchez, his fiance. And uh, she, you know her, she's got the wooden sculpture of her on the front of the boat. And, and her yacht is followed by the big yacht. Yeah. Uh, she said in this interview, this Vogue profile that, uh, oh, our day routine, uh, we make coffee for each other and we drive a teenage daughter to school and, you know, family movie nights and we're struggling to commit to journaling. But, you know, I, I really do want to ride on the Blue Origin rocket into space next year. Our lives are pretty normal. Are they? Are they, Lauren? Okay. All right. Yeah, I know. I know. It's just normal. <laughs> My husband is, you know, one of the richest guys on the planet. Our life is just normal. You know, we can do whatever we want, whenever we want. And uh, there is no price that we have to worry about anything. But it's just a normal life. Yeah, okay. Thanks, Lauren. Appreciate it. You're one of us. For those of you listening live, we have some breaking news coming in on Chewing the Fat right now. Apparently... The English police, police in England, have made an arrest in the connection to the death of the Minnesota native Adam Johnson, whose throat was slashed by the skate of an opposing player during a hockey game between the Nottingham Panthers and the Sheffield Steelers in the Elite Ice Hockey League last month. The arrest was announced uh, 17 days after the incident. South Yorkshire police did not identify the person taken into custody. In a press release, the department said detectives arrested a man on suspicion of manslaughter. The assumption is that they arrested uh, the individual as Sheffield hockey player Matt Petgrave, whose skate struck Johnson in the neck during the October 28th game. And the whole thing is a horrible tragedy should he be arrested uh you know it's england so they arrest people for you know a wrongly worded tweet so i'm sure i'm sure he's going to get arrested is he going to be found guilty I, I i find it hard to believe that he would be found guilty of this but uh, there you have it uh, for suspicion of manslaughter okay all right uh this will be all over the news uh so just know that it's happening and uh wow okay all right fine whatever i that's uh, i'm sure we'll be talking about this tomorrow on pat gray unleashed uh while i'm doing my chewing the fat segment because i I know that pat thinks this guy should be arrested so he'll be happy but i do not so i think it's silly anyway i got this uh, email yesterday we talked about uh tipping and uh, the thoughts of tipping and we talked about uh how they, you know, put the tip in the jars and how everybody gets paid out, the bartenders, the buses, the cooks and everything into a pile. Well, I got this message 
uh, sent to me uh, on uh, one of the social media platforms. And I think it was Facebook, but a messenger, but I'm not positive about that. Says, hey, Jeffy, I've worked in the restaurant industry a long time, server to general manager and everything in between. I just wanted to let you know when a server is required to tip out support staff, bartenders, bussers, cooks, hostess, etc. The tip out is based on the percentage of sales, not tips earned. Huh? So if they receive poor tips, they still tip out the required percentage. Paying in cash makes no difference other than not all restaurants really know if you are claiming all cash tips for tax purposes. So if they, if they receive poor tips, then they end up losing money, right? Because they're giving a percentage of the total bill, but people aren't tipping a total percentage of the bill. So that really, I don't know that I like that. I don't know that I like that, but I mean, I get it. And I appreciate you. Thank you for sending that to me. I appreciate it, but I don't know that I like it. Uh, I would, I would not be happy, especially if I was a bad server. (laughs) I would be pissed. Uh, I would be really pissed. So good luck out there. Become a good server. Okay. Especially when you have to share your tips. Uh, CBS is uh, stronger than ever. I guess they claim that they have uh, pretty much sold out their Super Bowl ads. Uh, for 2024, this upcoming Super Bowl for the NFL, $7 million for 30-second commercial. <laughs> that seems like a pretty good deal. There's a bunch of eyes on the Super Bowl, no question. And speaking of CBS, the new CBS uh, NCIS Sydney starts tonight. For those of you listening live, today is the 14th of November, 2023. So uh, NCIS Sydney starts tonight. Now we had NCIS, the regular one. That's the, that's the mothership. That's with Gibbs. That's still going strong, although Gibbs is, you know, like one of the executive producers or not. He's still not on it. He's mentioned, but he's not on it anymore. And then we had uh, NCIS New Orleans. That just went away. Uh, NCIS uh, Los Angeles just went away. Uh, They still have NCIS Hawaii, and now they'll have NCIS Sydney. So, okay, let's, uh, let's see how it goes. We'll definitely uh, take a look and see if it's worth it. I like the real regular NCIS. Hello. That's the mothership, uh, with Gibbs. You gotta love that. And NCIS Hawaii is okay. NCIS New Orleans was just, I don't even know if it was okay. It was just like, okay. And, uh, you know, NCIS, uh, Los Angeles, I, that was on for a long time, man. 2009 to 2023. I watched, I quit watching it after, I don't know, a few years. And then I watched the final, I don't know, four or five episodes of the last season just to get caught up on all the characters and where they'd all gone. And it ended up just being okay. And and I, it's a small case K and I barely want to pronounce it. So we'll see if NCIS Sydney can at least make okay tonight. Okay, I'll leave you with a thought uh, joke of the day. Just uh, something to think about. Something to make you go, huh. We started the show with something to make you go, huh. We'll end today's show with something to make you go, huh. Over the span of 11 years, 115 people died in weightlifting accidents at the gym. In the same 11 years, only one person died eating donuts. Make good choices. Huh.
stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.